there's a lot of confusion when you're a teenager. But to look at the situation and tell people that you need to be a different sex or different gender or multiple, that's demonic. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi, this is Jim Scudder today on In Grace. We're going to talk more about demons in our series, Angels and Demons. And a lot of things that are happening today, the confusion in our world of the most basic things is only explained as demonic. And today we're going to understand that. We're going to talk about demons. Where did they come from? Did they have a choice to follow the devil in his fall, Lucifer's fall? And about a third of the angels we believe fell with him. We're going to talk about those things. How many demons are there? What power do they have? Can they indwell us? And so much more in this series, Angels and Demons. We'll continue it today, tomorrow, and the next day. We're also excited here at Ingrace because we're going to be coming to Phoenix, Arizona. So many of you live out in that beautiful part of the country, and we've never had an Ingrace event there. So we're going to be out there in February. You can get a free ticket at our website, ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com. We only have room for about 100 in the venue that we've booked and it's already over half full, so you'll need to get your free ticket as soon as you can in graceradio.com. John writes about what I believe is the fall of the demons in Revelation chapter 12. In verse 3, it says, There appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon. I believe that is the devil. Okay. Then in verse 4, it says, His tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. Earlier in Revelation, it talked about a star falling from heaven. I believe that's Satan falling. And a third part of the stars of heaven are the demons. We know there are demons. When Satan fell, he drew, I believe, this verse tells us, a third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. So a third of the good angels are now demons or fallen angels or evil angels. And there's fiery eternal punishment reserved for Satan and the demons, and they still have power on the earth today. And until halfway through the tribulation, they still actually have access to heaven right now. You say, well, why would God allow Satan to have access? We know he does because in Job, you know, Satan appeared before God. In the New Testament, the Bible says that Satan is accusing you before God right now. Well, he still has access to God today. But halfway through the tribulation, we read about the devil being cast out and the devil knowing he doesn't have much time. And then all hell breaks loose on the earth. So I believe that's where we get demons and where Satan comes from, uh, created beings that have fallen. Then the second thing is, did the evil angels follow Satan by choice? Yeah, I believe that angels are... Uh, moral free agents. They have the ability to choose. And some chose to rebel. It's hard to imagine. In Job, the Bible says that God charged the angels with folly that fell. Now they're seducing spirits, 1 Timothy 4, 1 tells us, that these demons are seducing spirits. They're trying to seduce you. They're trying to trick you. Now, you say, well, if I have received by faith Jesus Christ, doesn't the Bible say that I am indwelt by the Holy Spirit, and therefore could I be possessed by a demon? Can I be influenced or oppressed by 
a demon? Well, I'm going to answer that in a minute, okay? That's a good question, though. We have to think about that. And I certainly think that demons are attempting to influence us, and they're doing it by their own free will. By the way, God never offered angels or demons salvation. Now, good angels wouldn't need salvation because they haven't fallen, but God hasn't offered demons. And there's you know, a passage in James that talks about uh, demon faith, you all know demon faith? The demons believe? Yeah, they do believe. They don't believe that at the end they're going to be in hell, but they certainly believe Jesus is the Christ, and they're not saved. Well, yeah, because they can't be saved, okay? That was never offered to them, but it was offered to us, and that's amazing, isn't it? And angels still wonder about that today, that God would save us when he isn't offering salvation to the demons. How many demons are there? Well, Jesus once asked a man possessed with a demon or demons, what is your name? And that demon replied, legion. Now, legion is in the thousands. And I know there are many, if there was a third of the angels that fell, and the Bible tells us that 10,000 times 10,000 of angels, so we know there's at least 100 million angels, probably more. A third is... 33.3, continue, million demons that fell, okay? So there's a lot. I'll just put it that way. There's a lot, okay? They're numerous. And they're so numerous that it actually, in the Bible, seems like Satan has power that is omnipresent, but he doesn't. Satan can only be at one place at one time. God is omnipresent. But because of his minions, because of his demons, it might seem like his ability is everywhere at all the time, but it's not. It's not, and that's a wonderful thing to know. Now, 2 Peter 2.4 tells us that some of these demons are now chained. Okay, uh, It says, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. So there are a segment of those fallen angels that are already right now in chains. We actually read about that in Revelation. Uh, look at Revelation 9. It says, verse 1, The fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And so this is in the tribulation time when Satan is cast out of heaven. He comes down and opens the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and upon them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. Well, that's frightening, isn't it? Aren't you glad, as a born-again believer, you don't have to go through the tribulation period? So there are some angels that have done something so heinous that they are right now still in chain. Whatever they did, they are not allowed to operate. But there are still free evil angels. So what are they doing right now? Well, that's the fourth question. In the Bible, we find that some obtain the bodies of men. We find in the Gospels, demon possession. And in Acts, we find demon possession. Let's look back at the story of the man that had the legion, maybe a couple thousand demons in him. It says in Luke 8, 27, 
And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but in tombs. How frightening. How crazy. Verse 29, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters. He brake the bands and he was driven of the devil into the wilderness. Demon possession, and this is an extreme case, but this was a man so possessed that he had this supernatural strength as they would try to bind him, this wild, crazy man, they would bind him and he would break those chains. Oh, of course, we know Jesus freed him from that demonic oppression. But we know that demons can do just heinous things. How do we know? In Psalms 106, 37, it says that they sacrifice their sons and daughters unto devils. I believe the demons are why we abort babies today. I believe the demons are why they would put a baby onto a fire or throw a child into a cenote as they did in the Mayan culture. How could humans do such things? I think it has to be demonic activity. What are they doing now? They're causing havoc. Now, can we cast out demons? That's a good question. Can we cast out demons? I'm not sure if we can or can't, but I know if I'm in the middle of a situation, I'm sure going to try. <laughs> Cast out a demon in the name of Jesus. Get ready to celebrate the holiday season within grace. This year, we have fantastic gifts to thank you for your support. With any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards featuring original artwork on the front inspiring Bible verses inside, and the gospel on the back. This will help you show Christ's love this holiday season. For gifts of $35 or more, it gets even better. You'll not only receive those beautiful Christmas cards, but also 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments from Bethlehem, Israel. And for gifts of $100 or more, you'll also receive a stunning olive wood nativity scene from Bethlehem a cherished peace that will grace your home for years to come. Are you ready for more excitement? A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. That's right, your donations will be double. So, make this holiday season truly magnificent within grace. Call us now at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Or visit us at ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Become part of the InGrace family and celebrate the season of giving. Don't miss this special opportunity to take on the matching gift challenge and double your support. That's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Number seven, are demons part of divination or fortune telling? Okay, I will say absolutely yes. Let's look at this. In Acts 16, there's a really interesting story. In verse 16, it talks about a girl who was possessed. Okay, this girl had a demon of divination. And Paul is saying this girl met us, which brought her master's gain by soothsaying. So she was predicting the future for people. You've seen those fortune tellers, uh, tarot cards, crystal ball, all of that stuff. of the devil, folks. Don't mess with it, Okay. And they were making money because she was predicting the future, or at least seemed like she was. I think a lot of that's trickery, it's sleight of hand, but it's demonic, okay? And then, because Paul is casting out demons, 
and getting people saved, this girl's following Paul and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. You say, wait a second, why would a demon speak the truth? Right? Well, Paul stopped her, and Paul cast out that demon. And the servant girl's owners who had been exploiting her for money were now not having that income that they had, and it caused a huge uproar and a huge problem. So why was this girl, why was this demon speaking truth? Because if the demons can ally themselves with truth, it's going to confuse people. It's going to make people not understand what's happening. And I think that's exactly what was happening here. And there's a lot of detail into that. And it would be a whole other sermon to talk about um, this girl and uh, the spirit that she had. But either way, we know that demons do try to affect you for sure, and trip you up and, and tempt you. So we have to be aware of that and know that. So how should we fight Satan? How should we fight his demons? Well, we're going to go into this in detail, but in Ephesians 6, the Bible tells us in verse 12 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Does that not describe the devil, and the demons' operations on this planet today? Absolutely does. I think it's demonic that people are telling little kids that they were born in the wrong sex or the wrong gender. That's demonic. And to give the children medication or hormones or surgery when, you know, maybe there's such a thing as gender dysphoria where sometimes there's some confusion. There's a lot of confusion when you're a teenager, right? But to look at the situation and tell people that you need to be a different sex or different gender or multiple or sexuality can be, you know, whatever you want it to be these days, that's demonic. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay? It says principalities here that I think that we can translate to say governments. The plurality of the principality suggests that there's demons or maybe a prince or a king set up over each principality. When Daniel was waiting for his prayers to be answered, he learned from Gabriel that the delay was a demonic galactic battle. In Daniel 10, 13, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 20 days, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. So we see in that instance, the prince of the king of Persia was not Cyrus, the king of Persia, but an evil angel assigned to the rulers of Persia. So Hitler and Stalin and other evil men, I believe, were demon-possessed. And that would explain why they could slaughter millions of people. So in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, the Bible says to be sober, to be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. But he's not going to appear like that. He's going to appear subtle as an angel of light. He's going to use trickery and subtlety to trick you. Be careful. Be careful. But God is all-powerful. Satan is not. Satan does have power on this planet. God has yet to rescind that power. But God has already defeated the devil. The battle is already done. Okay, so you just have to remember that. And anytime you feel like there's some sort of an oppression or demonic 
activity going on, here's what you need to remember is, I'm on the winning side. I don't have to worry about that lion. I'm not going to negotiate with them. I'm going to use scripture. I'm going to repeat back what I know God has said. I'm going to be sober. I'm going to be aware. I'm going to be vigilant. I'm going to be prepared that I'm never fooled by the devil or his, his minions, his demons. Because Satan doesn't know he has lost. I think he still thinks there's a chance of winning. Ephesians 6, 13 says to take upon us the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God. What is that? Well, there's a lot of pieces of the armor. Some are defensive. Some are offensive. We are to be equipped. We are to make sure we are ready. Why? That we may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Folks, I hope that I didn't scare you too much today by talking about demons and the devil and Satan and Lucifer and all of these things. But I also want to make sure that you are aware of what's happening around you and that you are every day protecting yourself and going against that demonic activity. That's part of what we are to be doing on this planet today. We are to be both salt and light. When people are saying things that are against God, are rebellious against God, are sinful, we need to be people that will take stands. In love, but take stands. We don't hate anybody here. We actually know that God so loved the world and every person, even if they're espousing wicked things, God still loves them, and we must too. But we still have to take stands against some of the things that they're saying that are ungodly and that are harmful and that are probably from the pits of hell. So how do we combat the devil? How do we combat the demons? Well, the most important thing is Every day, be in a close fellowship with God. That's the key. Don't yield to temptation. How do we do that? Well, yield to the Spirit. You have the Spirit of God indwelling you. You have the Spirit of God that will help you get through these oppressive times, these demonic things that are coming your way. And sometimes the bad things that are in our life, it's because we just chose the wrong thing and we have to pay the consequences. Sometimes the bad things in life are just because we had no fault in it. We, you know, there are things that just happen. And we know that Jesus said that so that he can receive a greater glory. Do you understand it a little better that there are powers that are in operation around this planet, around this world? But we don't have to fear those things. Be aware, but don't fear. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Are you saved? Do you have the Spirit of God dwelling in you? Do you know Jesus Christ the Savior? The Bible says that we're sinners. Just like Satan fell, Eve was tempted and she fell. Adam was tempted and he fell. So have we all fallen short of the glory of God. Have you ever lied? Have you ever stolen? Have you ever lusted? Have you ever not done the right thing? When you should have helped someone, you didn't. You were busy, you were tired, you just wanted to do something else and you didn't do it. You say, well, is that a sin? Yeah, it's a sin of omission. You have sins of commission where you're committing sins, but you're also sometimes not doing the right thing. That's just as much of a sin. We're all sinners. 
We've all fallen short of the glory of God, and that's what the devil wants. The devil wants you to sin. The devil wants you to go against God. The devil wants you to rebel. But there is salvation for sinners. Not for angels, but for sinners. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We're standing at the Golden Gate Bridge, and it was totally enveloped in clouds. What a beautiful sight. The Golden Gate Bridge that you cannot see. And there we were standing with the clouds behind us. And every now and then you'd see a little piece of the bridge poke out. And it was just the last moment we had. And it was the end of the episode. And I had Willow and Charlie with me, my grandkids. And I said, hey, Willow and Charlie, would you guys help me with the gospel? And so one of them quoted John 3.16. And it's a wonderful verse that tells us that God loves us, that God created us, and Jesus died for us. And if you'll put your trust in him, you'll be saved from hell to heaven. And then the other one quoted Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. I don't know how much stuff we bought those kids on that road trip, but every gift shop we went and bought them something else and they totally understand what a gift is. Do you understand what a gift is? Gift is something that is given free, it's offered free, it's received free and if you will receive the gift of eternal life freely, knowing that Jesus is God in the flesh, he died for you on the cross, and he rose again the third day, and you believe in him, you're receiving this gift called eternal life, and you'll be saved from hell to heaven. Now, we also need to protect ourselves. We need to put on the whole armor of God. But in the end of the day, God has you. What a great assurance that we don't have to worry about the devil having us anymore. We can be born again. We can be part of God's family, and that's through faith in Jesus, the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again. If you'll trust in him, you'll be saved today and forever. And I'm so excited about that. I'm excited that Jesus came into the world. Of course, that's what we're celebrating in December, just in a few more weeks. We have some beautiful Christmas cards, original artwork from us here at In Grace. It has the gospel on the back. We're going to give 10 of these, two of each kind. We have an angel, uh, shepherds. We have the, uh, the wise men, the baby, and Mary and Joseph. We'll give you two of each of these. So 10 Christmas cards as our thanks for your gift of any amount. Right now, we're at the end of the year matching gift challenge. So if you give $10 or $20, that's going to be doubled right now. And you'll get these great Christmas cards as our thank you. We also would like to send you some beautiful olive wood Christmas ornaments from Bethlehem. We want to stand with Israel and support Israel right now. And so when you make a gift of $35 or more, we're going to send you 10 of these beautiful olive wood ornaments, as well as these 10 Christmas cards. Again, as our way of saying thanks, your gift of $35 will be doubled in our matching gift challenge. We also have a beautiful olive wood nativity. And this is for your gift of $100 or more. Your gift will be doubled to 200 and you'll get the olive wood nativity, the olive wood 10 Christmas ornaments, and the beautiful Christmas cards, 10 Christmas cards. This is a great way for you to minister to people at this Christmas season. Then you'll need to contact us right away, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. Now, I believe that olive wood is one of the most beautiful woods ever 
ever carved. We have nativities, we've had other olive wood things in my office, in my home, and we just love the look of olive wood. And so when I thought, hey, let's find something from Israel, from Bethlehem, where where Jesus came from, the nativity, the ornaments, and I just thought this would be a really nice way to connect our listeners with the Holy Land. Many of you have always thought of going, but you can't, but you can get something in your home that's from Bethlehem, olive wood from Bethlehem, hang them on the Christmas tree, give them out. My wife likes to give ornaments out to our kids and grandkids. And so we would love for you to call us today or go to our website to get these great Christmas items. Remember the Christmas cards for your gift of any amount, the Christmas ornaments, you get the cards and the ornaments for a gift of $35 or more, and the nativity, the ornaments and the cards for your gift of $100 or more. Don't miss your chance to be a part of Ingrace's matching gift challenge. A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. For any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards with original artwork as a thank you. For $35 or more, you'll also receive 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments. And for gifts of $100 or more, we have a stunning olive wood nativity scene just for you. Be a part of our matching gift challenge. Double your generosity and pay it forward. Call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on Ingrace Radio. Radio.